You're listening to the Savvy Social Podcast, the show for budding entrepreneurs who want to understand the how and the why of social media marketing. I'm your host, Andrea Jones. Let's get started. Welcome to episode number 17 of the Savvy Social Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Dehana Acosta about how to attract clients using Facebook and Instagram ads. Our businesses thrive on clients. The survival and success of our ventures are built on establishing, maintaining, and growing a customer base that loves what you do buys from you, and shares your offerings with a friend. So in today's episode, I sit down with Tehana. We talk about how to attract the right people to your business using Facebook and Instagram ads. So Tehana shares a really powerful story of chasing her fears. We talk about how to find your clients using social media advertising. Dehana recommends a perfect budget for Facebook ads, so listen in for that. And we're going to talk about the best way to use Instagram story ads, which I'm personally curious about. But first, a little bit about Dehana. So Dehana is an award-winning educator. She was recently selected from thousands of entrepreneurs as one of the 20 business owners on the rise by Rising Tide Society. Dehana is a marketing and business strategist. She also hosts a podcast called Chase Your Fears. Dehana has a single goal in business, to help her clients make a profit doing work they enjoy. She likes to think of her title as an acronym for Chief Education Officer because her role is to coach and educate other business owners on how to reach their dream clients. Dehana believes boring lectures should be saved for college auditoriums. Her teaching style is fun, actionable, and easy to understand. Dehana was born in Colombia, and she is a proud Latina. She's currently obsessed with bright colors, pink hair, and dance parties in her living room, my kind of girl. She's forever in love with avocado, wine, and books, though necessarily not in that order. Please give a warm welcome to Dehana Acosta. Hi, Dehana. Welcome to the show. Hello. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to chat with you today because we're kind of in similar industries, but um, I really like your story as well. So I want to like pull back the layers and start from the beginning. Um, Tell me about um, kind of how you got started with working online and, and kind of building this empire that you have. Sure. Well, I guess the first thing that I could say about myself is that I am the most stubborn person you would probably ever meet. And the reason why I start off that way is because truly, I went the completely opposite path uh, to getting to the career that I have right now. So actually, when I first started going to school, I was going to go into medical school because I have a brother who's a doctor. My dad uh, worked in the medical field most of his life. And that's kind of all I saw. And, but I kind of was really being stubborn and ignoring like my natural talents. So when I was a child, I remember that I had a lot of friends who were very artistic and they could draw really well. And I would look at them and I was like, wow, I want to be able to draw like them. You know, that's so amazing. So I would try to draw and my drawings were basically awful. Like I couldn't even get stick figures right. But I realized that I had a lot of really talented friends. This was when I was about like seven years old. 
And I realized I had a lot of really talented friends. And so I convinced all of my friends in my neighborhood to make drawings that I could sell and put on a gallery showing in our neighborhood. (laughs) And um, I have no idea how I did that, you know, like, or where that even came from. But basically, I took like a guard house, like one of those security houses in the community that wasn't being used. And I turned it into an art gallery with my friend's paintings. And I sold all of the paintings and I made a profit from it. (laughs) So I guess from a really young age, I was really into business and kind of trying to find different ways of making money. But also in school, I was always kind of like a nerd and really into science and, you know, academics. So I thought that was my path. So anyways, I was going to school for, uh, to try to go into medical school and I had great grades. So that kind of validated my stubbornness that, oh, you're good at this. You should keep on going, you know? Um, and I was getting a lot of validation. So I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be a doctor. It's all good. But I kept on falling into marketing jobs. Like literally, I just needed to find a way to pay for school. And so I got a job in a marketing agency and I started as the like executive assistant, basically. I knew nothing about marketing. And within a year, I was managing a team of 20 people in the agency and actually getting paid to go to workshops and learn about marketing and write ad copy. And I was like, how did I get here? You know, and I just kept on growing in the field until eventually it just seemed really ridiculous to go to medical school when I actually had a career already planned out for me. So anyways, that's how I got started. <laughs> I love that because it really shows that from an early age, you were an entrepreneur and you're just kind of naturally following the opportunities that are in front of you. And I think a lot of social media is like that because it's so constantly changing. So tell me how you went from being an executive uh, or, or you were managing 20 people in this agency to doing what you do now. Well, again, stubbornness. (laughs) I was still trying to do the medical school thing, but I kept on changing jobs that were all kind of in the marketing field because that's the only work experience I had at this point, like professional work experience. I actually owned a gym for a little while too. So that's like on the side. (laughs) But um, I found a job in a nonprofit and I really loved feeling like I was making an impact. I was doing their marketing. I felt like I was doing something meaningful, but I have no idea. I just felt so miserable and I couldn't understand why if I liked the job that I was doing, I was so unhappy. And this went on for about a year and a half and I had a good salary. I had great job security. And one day I kind of got to a position where I just went into my job. I was having really bad anxiety. I was having panic attacks basically every Sunday before having to go to work. Uh, I think my job was just really high pressure. I worked really long hours. Sometimes I worked like 16, 17, 18 hour days. And I was just so sleep deprived and exhausted. And one day, uh, it was a Monday after I, I, the day before I went into work. So that's Sunday. I was having a conversation with my husband and all of a sudden I started shaking like uncontrollably. And I got this like anger that I've never felt before because I'm pretty like peaceful and easygoing. And so, but I got this rage in my body and I literally just punched the wall and almost broke my wrist, which is something that I've never had never experienced. And it scared the hell out of me. Like it was absolutely terrifying that I was in such a low point with my mental health that I did something like that. So I, you know, I looked at my hand and I could literally visually see the bruises in my hand and I was shaking and I just tried to calm myself down and I said, no, but I have to go to work. Like I have a great career. I have no idea why I feel this way. And I, I don't know. I just kind of pushed it off, but I went to work the next day 
And the first thing I did when I sat down on my desk was I opened Word and I, it was like subconsciously, I just started typing up my resignation letter. Um, I didn't think about it. I didn't talk to my husband about it. It was not something that I planned. It was just like my body took over, my mind took over and I just started typing. And I walked literally straight, uh, straight to my CEO and I handed my resignation letter without talking to anyone. And, and then he just looked at me like, are you sure you want to do this? What is your plan? Where do you want to go? And I was like, I have no idea, but I need to do this. So he basically gave me that you're absolutely not slow, but we, you know, we're so happy you work with us. It was all very amicable. And I went to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. I was shaking, like literally I, I'm just moving my hands right now. Like I was trembling. Um, walked into the bathroom, opened the door, uh, and I hear that somebody was in the bathroom, uh, but I just couldn't hold on. And I started just crying like uncontrollably, like a little kid, like ugly crying. And I realized that the lady that was in the bathroom was actually the office neighbor, the office next door. They were also a nonprofit, uh, but they were a women's foundation and they have all of these causes that support entrepreneurship and women empowerment. So basically uh, the, the CEO of this foundation looks at me crying like a hot mess and she's like, what's going on? And I told her, well, I just quit my job. And she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to start a business. And I don't know where this came from because I had zero plan in mind. I honestly have no idea where that came from. But I was like, I want to start a business. And she looked at me and said, um, cool, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I want to like do marketing and PR. She looks at me and she's like, oh, I need a marketing and PR person. I'll hire you. <laughs> so that's literally how my business got started. And now we did know each other. It wasn't like it was the first time we interacted, of course. Um, but it was just like, I quit. I think I just took the leap and everything aligned and I've been in business ever since. And I'm still working with that women's foundation. They're still my longest client. So that was really cool. <laughs> I love that story because it's very serendipitous. Like yeah. your, your path, um, wasn't necessarily one that was planned out, but, um, it, it, the universe has, has its eye on you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I would say like, I, I was really set on not following my path. It just seemed like I was doing everything humanly possible to fight against it. And life just kept on pushing me in the right direction. And everything feels a lot more aligned and easy now that I kind of listened and stopped being so stubborn. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so tell me uh, about your business now. Um, what, how do you help people with this whole digital marketing world? Like, What are your kind of strengths when it comes to that? Sure. Well, again, my main focus is attracting clients. So I'm a, I call myself a client attraction specialist, and I have many different ways of helping people attract clients depending on their strengths and the place that they're in in their business. Uh, I work a lot with paid advertising. I believe that if you can make your business path easier, you should. Like, why are you going to try to waste hours and hours networking on Facebook groups and, you know, writing content for years, waiting to get noticed when you can actually pay for the visibility if you have the budget. So I do a lot of paid advertising, but I also really focus with the client individually. And I try to play to their strengths because I think a lot of people that work in marketing want to kind of give like a cookie cutter approach to every business. And I feel like all business owners are unique. We all have our different strengths, our weaknesses, and we really got to play to those in order to attract the people that we want to work with. So, yeah. 
Oh, I love that you said that client attraction specialist. I think think a lot of people could use that. Um, So when a a business comes to you or when a business is looking for visibility, what advice can you give for them? What's that first step before they start kind of diving into ads or anything to attract clients? What's your advice for kind of setting themselves up for success? The first step that I tell people to do is to first evaluate, like, what are you currently doing right now? And I always have people write down all of their marketing channels. So I tell them, where are you marketing? What are you doing to grow your business right now? And people usually give me a crazy list. They're like, oh, I'm doing YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I am doing events and markets. And I mean, the lists are endless. And once I look at the list, I then tell people, well, which of these avenues is actually bringing you revenue? Um, and then we look at that and we simplify my goal with each one of my clients is to simplify, to have them do the minimum amount of work for the maximum amount of results. So that's a big part of it. It's just trying to narrow it down and figure out what you could actually focus on that you have the financial means to do that. You have the talent to do like the personal talent and that you have the staff, uh, to actually bring to light. So I say that would be probably the most important thing to do at first. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so important to just take a moment, evaluate where you are, figure out what's actually working so you can do more of that <laughs> and less of the, because um, there's so many different things you can do online. Exactly. And then there's another thing, sorry, I totally forgot to mention that I think is really critical is that I feel like every business owner needs to know what it takes for them to become oversubscribed. Meaning how many clients, how many products do you have to sell? Do you have the capacity to actually sell but still delivering a stellar experience for your clients? Because I think so many people have no idea how to answer these questions and they think they're trying to market to an unlimited number of clients. And it's so much more attainable to say, I literally only need like three clients right now to be completely booked out and solid, like making a good profit in my business than to be like, I'm just going to market forever and take everyone that comes along. So I feel like it's really healthy to be completely booked and to only market to the amount of people that you need to bring in at any given month. That is just such good business advice. I wish I talked to you a year ago because I ran (laughs) into that problem where it was just like, yes, everybody come on in. And then it it was too much. So it gets so overwhelming. Yeah. 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 How did you come out of that? Um, I ended up hiring more people, um, which cost uh, way too much. So I had to slim back the team once, you know, some of that churn kind of naturally played out. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now I kind of give myself a hard line for this is how many people I can work with. And then um, I do a lot of teaching too. So if I can't work with you with done for you services, then I can at least show you how to do it. That sort of exactly. Yeah. And so I know you do a lot of um, education as well. So you have a Facebook and Instagram ads course, correct? Yes, I do. Um, And basically the course was designed for the entrepreneur who is busy um, and who's trying to kind of figure out this whole Facebook and Instagram ads world without dying of frustration and overwhelm. Because when I first started trying to get into Facebook and Instagram ads, I was trying to promote that personal training studio I told you about at the beginning. This was when I was about 21 years old. And I wasted so much money and I got no results. And basically, Facebook and Instagram ads became like my least favorite thing in the entire world. We were just complete enemies. (laughs) Enemies. 
Um, and it took me years to kind of recover from all of the money that I wasted and to take it on as a challenge that I was going to learn how to do this Facebook and Instagram ads thing because everybody was doing it and people were seeing amazing results. And I kept on seeing people that started way um, after me getting you know, bigger and bigger and bigger in business. And I was like, I went in on that. Like, why is it that they're getting so big? And why am I getting left behind? And every time I asked, it was like, oh, Facebook and Instagram ads. Mm -hmm. So I literally became obsessed. Like I, I have taken like probably 50 plus Facebook and Instagram ads courses, have gone to so many different uh, conferences. Most of the time I wanted to pull my hair out because it was so overwhelming and unnecessarily so. So I decided to make a course that kind of caters to people that do not need to be Facebook and Instagram ad, ad experts, just the people that need to promote their individual business and giving them the tools to do so in about two days. So the course is only two days long, and then you can kind of start implementing everything you need to get going with Facebook and Instagram ads. I love that. So one of the questions I often get is, um, what's a good budget? So what's a good budget for a Facebook or an Instagram ad campaign, you know, especially working with a lot of small businesses or startups. Um, sometimes we don't know if we have enough to kind of start doing ads. So what's a, what's a good starting point for businesses? I would say a healthy budget for a very small business is about $300 a month. Now I have to say that that should be consistent so uh, one of the biggest mistakes that people have with Facebook and Instagram ads is that they try to only promote things when they have something to sell and then they crash and burn because the biggest part of Facebook and IG ads is building trust. So if you have content that's valuable, if you're doing um, live sessions very often, if you're showing up for your audience and you're creating good content, that content should be in front of them very, very often so that when you're actually promoting services that they have to pay for, you're not a stranger to them. You're not someone that they know nothing about. So if you want that budget to work for you, I say $300 a month, but those $300 have to be consistent and you have to be promoting the content that you produce that's actually valuable. Oh, I love that. $300. I feel like that's very manageable for a lot of businesses and it doesn't feel overwhelming. Um, it's a really good place to start. Um, so when it comes to certain things like Facebook and Instagram ads, do you recommend businesses do both or one or the other? I think that it depends on where your audience is. I think you get a bigger bang for your buck on Facebook ads. Um, they're usually cheaper than Instagram ads. And Instagram ads is not a use as user-friendly as far as targeting goes. So, but many people just have their ideal audience spending all their time on Instagram. So you can't disregard that altogether. Mm -hmm. What about Instagram stories? I've seen um, some really interesting ads pop up there. Um, have you played around with that at all? And what are some of the successes you've seen there? Yeah, I have. And I have and my clients have. And we've been tracking that for a while. So with Instagram stories, video works better every single time. Like almost nine times out of 10, every single ad that we do, it's the videos that work really well. If you're going to run IG story ads, they have to be natural. They have to look like you're doing an everyday story. It cannot look rehearsed or like structured or like you're in a studio. It has to look very behind the scenes. Like one of our most, most successful ad campaigns that was done on Facebook was actually like a video that we were recording while we were walking on the street and I was dripping sweat because it was like the middle of the summer and my makeup was literally running. It was gross. And it was one of our highest performing ads that we've ever done. <laughs> so... 
Yeah. That should tell you the kind of ad that would work for Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah, that really makes sense, you know, because that's what people post to Instagram stories. They want the real, the raw, not, not anything too polished. Yeah. That's what the feed is for. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. Well, what's, what's kind of like some final piece of advice that you can give to the listeners if they're starting out um, and maybe if they're considering um, buying a course on Instagram or Facebook ads, what's some, some sort of advice that you can give us to kind of leave us on a positive note today? Sure. I guess the biggest thing is don't overthink it. Facebook and Instagram ads are not as difficult as people make them out to be. Um, educate yourself first, though, because it's quite easy to lose a ton of money. So educate yourself and build a budget into your build a marketing budget that you can use to actually grow your business. The biggest advice that I can leave people with is this. You have a real business, whether you have one employee or 10 employees Every payment that comes in through your business is not simple profit. Out of that payment, you need to be taking money out to be able to pay your contractors, to promote and market your business, to actually like scale your business up so that you can continue growing. And if you are treating your business this way, putting aside $300 a month to grow and market your business and investing in a course to help you do that is really a, a, a smart thing. It's sustainable and it's allowing you to continue growing like any bigger business would. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's such a good piece of advice because it's not just pure profit that we take home. We have to reinvest in the business if we want to see it grow. Awesome. Absolutely. So how can we connect with you online, Dehana? I think the easiest way is if you're on Instagram, you could find me at Dehana. My name is at D-A-Y-H-A-N-N-A. I know that's long. Underscore Acosta. And I'm sure Andrea would include that in the show notes. Yeah, I will. <laughs> um, there will be a link. Yeah, but Instagram is definitely uh, the best place to find me. I'm also on Facebook and on YouTube and literally everywhere else. But connect with me on IG because I'm always there and I love getting to know all of you. Awesome. This has been great. Thanks, Dehana. And make sure everyone checks out the links in the description of this video because we're going to be talking, uh, uh, we're going to be sharing links to her course, to Instagram, and all of the good things we talked about in this podcast episode. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. For links and everything we talked about, please check out the show notes by visiting SavvySocialPodcast.com. And don't be afraid to continue the conversation. I'd love to have you inside of the Facebook group. You can search for us on Facebook by visiting Savvy Social Crew, uh, or you can go to SavvySocialCrew.com. See you there. Bye for now.